You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's our associate pastor, Brent Hand, with this week's message. In Luke chapter 9, Jesus says this, he says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Now, some hard stuff there, okay? Maybe you missed it. He said, deny yourself, right? It says if you want to, want to find life, you're going to have to lose your life. Those are not things we like to talk about, right? We, we like our life, right? <laughs> we like our life, you know? And that's good. You should. You know, Jesus said he came to to bring us life and life more abundant. You know, he, he wants us to enjoy life. But if we love our life so much that it prevents us from following Jesus, that's where it's a problem, right? If, and denying ourselves, that's hard too because we like ourselves, right? You, you like yourself, or you should. And you, there, there's no problem with that. You should have a healthy bit of, of self-confidence and self-esteem, right? You should. But when we love ourselves too much, and we focus on ourselves a little too much, that's, that's the problem, right? And that's called pride. And, and pride is a dangerous thing, you know? It's a dangerous thing. I mean, if you look, even go all the way back to Genesis, the very first sin, the very first time that man rebelled against God, it was God saying, hey, here's how I want you to live. Here's the things I need you to do. And, and man saying, I think, I, I see what you're saying, but, but God, I think I've got a better way, right? And even the temptation there that, that the, the serpent uses, it even says, you know, you'll be able to be, be, you'll be, able to be better than God, right? You'll be able to, to rise to the, the occasion, right? You'll, you'll be able to do that. And so it even uses pride as a lure to bring people further into sin. That, so pride is the first, and it's also at the root. It's at the root of every sin. Every time our hearts rebel against God, it starts with pride, right? It starts with God said, this is the way we should live, but us saying, yeah, I understand that. I see that. I, 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 you know, I respect that, God. But maybe my life, I could li- do just this over here, and I, I'll be fine. You know, maybe, if, maybe I can do it, live a little bit differently than what you're saying, God. They'd be okay. So, so, sin, so sin starts with pride. It always starts with pride. And that's why when we come to Jesus, when we come to Jesus, one of the first things we've got to do is release our pride, right? You've got to admit that you're a sinner, right? The, one of the first things you got to do is say, God, I need you. God, I'm broken. God, I'm messed up. God, I don't know what I'm doing, right? That's one of the first things you've got to do is let go of that pride in order to follow him. But the problem is, is it doesn't stop right there with that, that initial prayer with Jesus, right? It goes on. That, Jesus says right here, you've got to deny yourself and take up your cross daily. It has to be a daily denial of yourself. It has to be something that we continually do. Say, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Without you, I'm lost. Without you, I can't make it. We need that. And pride prevents us from doing that. And, and actually in Proverbs, the writer of Proverbs and then uh, James and Peter both uh, quote this and they say that, that, that God opposes the proud. In other words, when we, when we have too much pride in ourselves, we turn ourselves into the opponents of God. That God, God opposes that pride in our life. And, and if you look at Jesus, who did he oppose? Who did Jesus oppose? 
I mean, if you look at, look at who, he, who he really, you know, knocked heads with, it wasn't, it wasn't you know, the normal people. It wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the, the even the, the Roman officials, you know, the, the government people that were in charge, the people that had him crucified, you know? It, when he had those relationships, those uh, interactions with, with uh, you know, the Roman guards and the centurions and, and even Pilate, it was very cordial. It was very, you know, really nice. But who did he, who did he oppose? He opposed these religious people of his day that had decided they knew how God worked. They knew what it looked like to follow God. They knew what the Messiah was going to look like. And so they, were, they, they knew, and they didn't need Jesus to tell them. You know, they didn't need anyone else to help them out. And so in the same way, if religion is in ourselves is being used in any way to step up and make ourselves, puff ourselves up, so that we can look down our nose at other people, we're not doing it right, right? We're not doing it right. And so I think that's, that should be something that we sit here and say, yeah, I'm glad so-and-so's hearing that right now. Or so We should be looking at ourselves every day, all the time, thinking, am I using my religion to, to, to look down at other people? And I know we just went through a whole sermon series on, on losing our religion, so I won't go too far there. But, but we gotta, we got to check ourselves because I believe that this spirit, the, the same spirit that was alive in the Pharisees back then, is, is very much present in the world today. You know, of, of people that just already know all they need to know about God, and they don't need anybody else telling them anything. But uh, Charles Spurgeon said this, he said, he said, let us measure ourselves by our master and not by our fellow servants. Then pride will be impossible. That's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's really easy to look at other people and say, well, you know, I, you know, I'm here and they're here. You know, I may not be great at this area, but you know what, I'm really good here. But when we look at Jesus and we look at the cross and we look at what happened there, we look at the way he lived, it should not be something that puffs us up. It should be something that, that breaks us down and says, God, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not, I'm, why did you do this for me? Your, your love, that, that love, that should break us down and, and make us remember again that, that we need Jesus, that we need Jesus. We need him every day of our lives. Uh, and so what's the cure? What's the cure? Jesus says right here that, uh, that it's to deny yourself, right? It's to deny yourself. Now, when we hear that, we automatically think, you know, that, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's just, you know, if I just, you know, spend a few hours here or there, maybe I'll, maybe I'll you know, cut out some Netflix this week and, and spend, a, spend a little bit of time in prayer this week. Or if I, if I do this, uh, if I, you know, maybe if I don't spend this money I was planning on spending on myself this week and buy some toys for some kids in Kentucky, maybe that'll be, maybe that'll be good enough. But, but the word deny there, I think, is stronger than what we think it is, okay? If you go back to the Greek, it's a, it's a word, it's uh, arneomai is what the, the Greek word is there. The, the Bible wasn't written in English, just so you know. Um, so if you go back to the original Greek and you look, this is the word, arneomai. And, uh, and that word, it appears several times in Scripture, but just about half the time you, you see it in the Gospel of Jesus saying it, it's referring to this statement right here where he says, deny yourself, right? The other half of the time, though, it's referring to a different conversation he had with a different person. That's Peter. And it's not, he's, he said, when the night before Jesus was going to be crucified, he, he sat there with his disciples. He said, hey, someone's going to betray me. And Peter was the first one to say, what, gonna be, not going to be me, Jesus. I'm going to follow you to the ends of the earth. I'm never going to give up on you. And Jesus says, looks at Peter and says, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the sun even comes up. And 
Sure enough, Jesus is arrested, and the disciples freak out and begin thinking, am I going to be next? Am I the one that's about to you know, get, get carried away now? And so Peter, he gets confronted three times, and three times he, he says, I don't even know who that guy is. I don't know who he is. He uses that word, arneomai. He says, I don't, I, I, I don't know who he is. And the, the definition that that word has, uh, it, one of the things I found was to, to, it means to affirm that one has no acquaintance or connection with someone. And so when we talk about denying yourself, yeah, the way that Peter denied Jesus, we don't want to do that. But what Jesus is saying is we need to deny ourselves that way. Where we live in a way that, that our connection through ourselves is, is, hey, I don't even know the old person I used to be before Jesus. I don't even know that, that the, the desires and the, and the needs and the things I used to have. I don't know those anymore. That sounds like a really hard thing. And only through Jesus can we get there. And only through daily taking up our cross can we ever get there. But that needs to be the point. It's not doesn't need to be that, that, oh man, it's an unreachable thing and we may never get there. It needs to be a daily thing that we're constantly thinking about, constantly focused on. Because, because humility, when it's a, in, in our life, what that says is, is it says, God is important. God is more important than I am, right? That's what it says. Is it says, it says you know what? I'm just a little speck in... in you know, the grand scheme of things, I'm a little speck in the middle of everything. And God, that's what it's all about. However, it also says, you know what? I may be a little speck. There's a whole bunch of other little specks out there, right? There's a whole bunch of other little, little nobodies that are just as important as I am. And so other people are more, more important too, right? So, in the, so that, that's what it is. It's saying that, that God's more important and other people are more important and putting the importance on them. But then it goes further. And not just that God is more important, but that I need God. That I can't make it on my own. I can't do this. That, that, same, that same spirit you have when you, you convert and you follow Jesus should carry us through, right? It should, it should say, you know what, God? I cannot make it without You. I can't keep doing this without You. I can't live without you. And that, that's not just something we can, we can say or say. It needs to be something that's in our hearts and know that we can't make it without God. But you know what? It also reminds us that we can't make it on our own. As much as we, we would like to think it, we can't. We need other people. We need other people. We need the people that are in this room. We need the people that are in our homes. We need the people that are around us. We need each other. That's why Jesus gave us one another. That's why He gave us the church is because we're more powerful together than we could ever be, a, be alone, right? And so, so we need to see that, is that, that in humility is what brings us together. It's what unites us. And says so we may be different. We may not, not be all together on some things, but we're all together on the most important thing, and that's Jesus. And that can bring us together, right? If Jesus is the most important thing, then that can bring us together. That can unite us if we put Him first. So let me ask you, and let me, let, I want you to think, okay? I want you to imagine how much different your life would be, your world would be, if humility was always present, if denying yourself was always present. If when you work, walked into work, you weren't thinking about just getting through your day, getting out and getting home, but you were thinking about the other people there. And you were thinking about how much you need them, how much they need you. How, how, how much of a blessing you could be to them? How much different could school be? How much different could your home be? If, if you began to look, and, and, 
And how much different would conflict be if, if the, 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 in the middle of it, it wasn't about pride. It wasn't about like, make sure no one thinks that, that I'm backing down. Make sure no one thinks that, that, I'm, that I was not wronged in this situation. How much different would it be if pride wasn't an issue there? How much different would it be? How much different would your life be if humility really set in and, and made a home? And it's not easy, you know. No, I don't, I'm not saying I'm an expert on the subject by any means. I think if anybody said they were, they automatically wouldn't be an expert on humility. Um, but I think it's something we've all got to be challenged with. We've all got to be, be constantly thinking about, constantly growing in, right? And, I, and like I said, I think it's, it's at the root. It's at the root. When we deal with our pride, everything else begins to fall into place. When we really fall into submission to Jesus and what He says and what He, he wants for our lives, that's when, that's when things begin to change in our lives. It's when we begin to see, hey, it's not about me. Hey, it's, it's, it's about other people. It's about what God wants. It's not about what I want. Jesus said this. He, he said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. He's talking about the, the Roman officials and the, the people of his day. And he said, and, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus steps out of heaven, right? right? He steps out of heaven and, and lowers himself, right? He becomes a servant to all. And so in that way, Jesus was the embodiment of humility, right? He was the embodiment of humility, of, of saying, you know what? I, I, I'm God. I can just sit up here, you know, sit up here all day and, and just hang out and whatever. But instead, he steps in to history and changes, and changes things for the better for us. I have a friend that uh, I think he would describe himself as agnostic. And we were having a, a friendly discussion one day a few years ago. And I just remember we were going back and forth a little bit, friendly. And he said to me, he said, um, he said, Brent, I just want God, why, if he is there, why would he not just show himself? And I said, I said, have you not read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Have you, have you ever heard of Jesus? And he said, he said that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I said, yeah, because we all want God to, you know, you know, rip open the curtains of the universe and stick his head, head in and say, hey, everybody, this is God up here. Just letting you know I'm here. You need anything? Hit me up. But instead... Instead of doing that, what Jesus, what God chose to do is to send, send himself, send, send Jesus and to, to become human, become one of us and live among us and to, to, to walk with us and to show us, you know, show us what it looks like to put, to have, have face on love, to, have, to, to be there with us. That's what Jesus did. And so if he's an embodiment of humility and we're his followers, then as his followers, we should be an embodiment of humility as well. It's we should be striving to look like that, to put ourselves in other people's shoes, to see, see where other people are coming from, and to, to, to be there with other people, to, to care for other people. Um, that, that should be what we do. Now, in Matthew 23, uh, Jesus says this. He says, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So what Jesus is saying there 
is he saying that there is um, either either be humble or you're going to be humbled, right? That's what he's saying. But he's saying that that the way that we think the world works is not really how it works, right? That we think if you if you if you work hard enough and you do enough to puff yourself up, you do enough to build yourself up and climb the ladder, that's what matters. And Jesus is saying, no, the, actually the other way around, the more you serve people, the more you lower yourself, the more you, you humble yourself, the greater you are in my kingdom. And so it's really saying, which, where, where do you want to succeed at? Right now, in this world, or in my kingdom? Which way, which way do you want to, where do you want to succeed? But what Jesus, I think, is really saying here also is that there's power in humility. And I think that's, that's something that doesn't really make sense, really, on, on its face, is there's power in, in the release of pride. There's, there's power in that, that moment of, of letting things go and letting yourself be seen as weak, right? Because just like when you first come to Jesus, you have to let it go, right? You have to say, you know what, I'm a sinner. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm messed up. And you, you come to him with that in that moment just like that that's that's, it's impossible to follow jesus without having that 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 idea in your head to begin with right it's it's impossible to follow jesus without that spirit in your heart but it's also impossible to grow without that spirit right right without the idea that i don't know anything some of the stupidest people i know are the people that know everything right we all laugh but we've all been that person too haven't we we've all been that person that knew everything and wouldn't wouldn't hear what we needed to hear because we already knew all the answers. And I don't want to be that person. And, and when you are that person, you can't grow because you can't admit that you don't know anything. That you have that you you have some areas that need to you need to work on. So we need that. We need that that humility. There's the power there. It helps us grow. But humility also helps us love one another. It helps us. Ha- even have a relationship with anybody. If, if in any relationship you have, if, if, if it's about what you get out of it instead of what, what, they, what, you know, how you can, what you bring to the table, then what you have isn't, you know, isn't a friendship. It's something else, right? It's something dangerous. Um, so, so, you know, even to have a relationship with somebody, even to have a connection, to make a difference in someone's life, requires humility. To serve people requires humility. The ability to change the world in a positive way is only possible through humility. It's only possible through releasing your pride because anything else feeds in the wrong way. So there's power and humility to change the world. But there's also power and humility to change yourself, to heal, and to get help when you need help, right? There's power to, to connect with God, to connect with others, and to grow and to be healed. And um, today I just want to challenge you. I do want to challenge you, you know, to, to reflect and to think about is my pride holding me back? You know, I want you to I want you to think about that and think about ways where you can set and do some things to change your life where you're set up in a way where, you, where you're following Jesus and not following yourself, where you're following what Jesus says and not what you want. You're, you're looking to what others need instead of what you need. But also, if, if there's anything in your life, if there's anything in your life where, where you know that you need help and you need, you need prayer this morning, don't let pride hold you back from having prayer. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. 
You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.